Lecture topic. Hajj al-Mabrur. الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء إلا الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم While we are here in the house of Allah Ta'ala, it is also a very, very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala that He allowed us to come into His house, invited us to come, otherwise we cannot enter here. So Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy. At the same time, there are those fortunate servants of Allah Ta'ala who are as we speak on the plains of Arafat. And they are enjoying this tremendously great favor of Allah Ta'ala that they are part of the Hujjaj they are performing this very very great Amal of Hajj May Allah Ta'ala make it easy for each one of them accept the Hajj and make it a means of khair and barakah for the entire Ummah while those who are already there they are mashallah enjoying this very very great blessing we if we decide to even try to make it now we can't but there's still much that we can also take from the lessons of Hajj. In terms of the lessons of Hajj, when a person is going for Hajj, we all, mashallah, give him dua and we should be doing that. Generally, the dua given to a person leaving for Hajj, Allah Ta'ala bless you with Hajj Maqbool, Hajj Mabrur. So we say this, Allah Ta'ala bless you with Hajj Mabrur. But what is the meaning of this Mabrur? So this is actually the Hadith Sharif that Nabi Wasallam, which was recited of Nabi Wasallam, when Nabi Wasallam gave the virtue that Al-Hajjul Mabrur laysa lahu jaza'un illa al-jannah This is actually derived from this Hadith Sharif. Nabi Wasallam says that the Mabrur Hajj there is no reward for it but Jannah, meaning if a person performed a hajj which can be described as mabroor then his reward can't be anything lesser than jannat his ticket to jannat so to say has been issued now he must look after it now the question still is that what is this hajjul mabroor so the sahaba ikram when they heard this virtue being mentioned that the mabroor hajj the reward of this is jannat they were very, very eager to do everything in the best way. So one is to perform Hajj, but now this is being qualified. That not just performing Hajj, but performing Hajj in a way that it is Mabrur. So they immediately asked, Wama birruha ya Rasulullah. What is this bir? Mabrur comes from bir means virtue. So literally translated a Hajj filled with virtue. But now they understood that Hajj, a person cannot fulfill the Hajj without fulfilling certain fundamentals, certain amal. He will have to make Tawaf, he will have to make Sa'i, he will have to go to Arafah which is the most important part of Hajj. He will have to be in a Haram etc. 
and various amal of Hajj, which is obvious, and they knew this well enough. But this is something sounding beyond that. So they asked, what is this mabrur? What is this bill? So on one occasion, in one hadith sharif, there's two aspects mentioned. In another hadith, there's another aspect mentioned. So in total, three aspects that Nabi Islam highlighted as what is the bill, the virtue of Hajj. So mashallah, while the hujjaj are performing this very great amal of Hajj, we who are sitting here can still take this lesson of bir of Hajj. Because what Nabi Wasallam explained that is the virtue of Hajj, the astounding thing about this is that though this has been highlighted as the virtue of Hajj, and Hajj is that amal that can only happen in a specific time, on the day of Hajj, in a specific place. person can only make that Hajj by being in Arafah at the time of that when that wukuf Arafah is required to be done and doing the various amal in a specific time. Out of that time there is no Hajj. But the highlights of this bir is available to every person wherever he may be, whichever time of the year. Now that's the aspect that we need to take. So Nabi Islam was questioned that what is this bir? So the three things that were mentioned and all this needs to be understood again in the context that this is being highlighted as the virtue of Hajj. What is Hajj? Hajj is that Amal becomes compulsory only once in a lifetime, only on the person who has the means. And they cannot be a second Farz Hajj for anybody. He's performed the first Hajj, his Farz is complete. He can perform 50 Hajj thereafter, it is Nafil. That is why he could get the first one done right. Because there will never be a second opportunity of performing a Farz Hajj. Now such a great Amal that comes only once in a person's life. If he had the means, it became compulsory, it will only be once that he will get a chance of a Farz Hajj. And something that can only be done in a specific time, specific place. And such a tremendously great reward. So now, the three things that have been mentioned as the highlights of Hajj that make it mabrur, Subhanallah, what can that be? How great that will be? That's the context in which to understand these amal. And yet they are so simple that we will be amazed. And they are the highlights of Hajj. So the three things mentioned, Ifshaw Salam, Ita'am Ta'am, Leenul Kalam. First thing that was mentioned was Ifshaw Salam, making Salam common. Now we might wonder, making Salam common, that making salam often, this is what it means, making common person is entering his house and making salam, he's leaving his home, he's making salam, meeting one another, any Muslim brother he meets, he's making salam. He's making salam common. So outwardly, what, what has this, where does, does this fit in with this very great virtue of Hajj? When a person goes for Hajj, he is there among strangers. 99.9% .9 of the people he doesn't know who they are, where they are from. He knows this is my Muslim brother. Which country he comes from, maybe he might just make out from the features sometimes. More than that, he knows nothing. But he's being told while at Hajj, make salam common. So now if he's going to be making salam with everybody, what does this do? It creates mahabba. It creates a brotherhood. And this is what Nabi Islam mentioned in Hadith Sharif that you cannot enter Jannah until you have complete Iman. Meaning direct entry into Jannah, it will require complete Iman.
And your iman cannot be perfected and completed until you do not have mutual love. وَلَا تُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى تَحَابُوا Subhanallah, entry into Jannah directly, entry into Jannah requires this complete iman. That is not going to happen without mahabba. It's mutual good feeling and love. The Nabi Islam says, look, this is so important now, you need to create this mahabba. So what is the prescription for it? The prescription is, afshus salam abhinakum. Make salam common. This will create mahabba. Now when a person is making salam all the time in Hajj, he's expected, and to strangers, he's expected to bring it back home and spread the muhabbat. Now this, whether we are gone for Hajj or whether we are at home, we have to bring this alive. إِذَا دَخَلْتُمْ بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ تَحِيَّةً مِنْ عِنِّ اللَّهِ مُبَارَكَةً طَيِّبًا Allah Ta'ala gives the virtue of salam in the Qur'an Sharif. When you enter your homes, Allah Ta'ala says, make salam. This is a greeting from Allah Ta'ala, most pure, filled with barakah. How many times we enter our homes, we don't make any salam. And yet we want the barakah to come. But the prescription the Quran Sharif has given for bringing that barakah, for bringing that mahabba, that we are not adopting. Leaving home, salam, in a cheerful manner entering home, salam. Not in a very abrupt way, just a half-hearted way. Salam is a dua. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace of Allah Ta'ala be upon you. Salam is a declaration of peace if it happens wholeheartedly. Assalamu alaikum, from me you have total peace. I will not harm you in your life, in your property, in your wealth, in your dignity. I will not be rebirth of you. I will not harm you in any way. That's the declaration salam is all about. If we do it consciously, we do it what we understand what we are doing. The first aspect Nabi also mentioned of Shah salam. Then the second thing is Amutam, feeding. Feeding who? Feeding how much? No detail. Whoever a person feeds and how much he feeds. Like it's mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, person feeding a fasting person, he gets the reward of the fast of that person. At the time of Iftar he fed somebody, he gets the reward of that person's fast. The Sahaba Ikram asked, but not every one of us is able to feed a fasting person. They thought what was meant was giving him a full meal. Most of them themselves were starving. So they couldn't fathom now, how are we going to afford a full meal for somebody? Nabi Islam said a sip of water also is feeding a fasting person. Giving him a piece of a date is also feeding him. You'll get the full reward. Likewise feeding anybody, whatever he can manage. Now again in the context of Hajj, he is among strangers. He probably knows a few hundred of his own country people who are there at the most. So out of one million people, if only one million are there, and he knows a few hundred at the most, what percentage he knows? And those few hundred too, he will not meet all of them all the time. Most of the time he is among strangers. He's sitting somewhere for Salah, there's a stranger next to him. He's standing somewhere, there's a stranger next to him. Wherever he is, there's strangers around him. And he's been told, you want the virtue of Hajj feed. All this is feeding do as well. Somebody feeds us, somebody we feed, it starts creating muhabbat. That's creating love. This is the highlight of Hajj. And this is what we have to bring back, what we have to bring alive in our homes, in our families, in our communities. This is that wealth which has no price. All the commodities of dunya have a price. It might be one million, it might be ten million, it might be one billion also. And maybe ten billion. But Mahabba is priceless. And Nabi Sallallahu is giving us that the highlight of Hajj 
are these a'mal that bring about mahabba. And this is not confined to hajj. This is men that are haji now will practice this and keep doing it. And he's feeding strangers around him, making salam to strangers around him. When he'll come home, he'll come back with this lesson. So whether we are gone for hajj or not, we are to bring this lesson alive as well. And to bring this mahabba alive, to bring this peace in our own homes, in our families, in the entire community, in the ummah at large. And how often we are passing people all the time who we know this is our Muslim brother. We're coming out of the masjid, somebody walking alongside us. We don't have to guess now, is this a Muslim? Sometimes out of the street we might not be sure. But how often we make salam to people we just pass. While it's mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, this is a sign of Qiyamah. That a person will only greet those who he knows. He's familiar with this, this is my friend, this is my family member or whoever. But this I know is my Muslim brother. But I don't know who's he, so it doesn't matter. No, no, no. We are being taught, make salam, make salam. This is such a great amal that the Quran Sharif is highlighting it. And Nabi Islam is highlighting it as the bir of hajj. And then the third aspect that was mentioned was linul kalam. Talking kind words. Talking in gentle tones. Talking in a way that brings about mahabba. Especially on the journey of Hajj, there are sometimes challenges, sometimes some delays, sometimes somebody now is cutting the queue, sometimes something didn't come on time, sometimes he didn't get what he expected. And now so many things start irritating and provoking his anger. And in the midst of all that he's been told, you talk kind words. You talk in a gentle manner. Because this too is an ibadat. Because this is the sunnah of Rasulullah that he spoke in this manner. This was his way of speaking. If a person, mashallah, performed the tahajjud salah, he feels very happy about it and he should feel happy about it. Allah Ta'ala blessed him with the tawfiq of tahajjud salah. He feels he did it. Alhamdulillah, with Allah's tawfiq and ibadat. But the person spoke gently. Does he feel also this is an ibadat? He spoke in a way that brought some happiness to somebody's heart. Whose heart? His parents' heart. The heart of the spouse, the heart of his family members, some musalli that just walked into the masjid, he might be somebody feeling down and out, somebody feeling a little bit, but now mashallah, with some kind words, this lifted somebody's spirits. So this, this gentle, kind words, this too, Nabi Islam is highlighting, that this too is part of the bir of hajj. So these are very, very simple amal. How difficult is it to be making salam, to be feeding somebody something, and especially in the times that we are in, when there is so much of poverty that is now increasing, people are in dire circumstances, sometimes people don't know whether they'll have a meal at the end of the day before they go to bed, and in this time to be feeding somebody, to be sparing something for someone else, let alone sometimes digging deep into our pockets to do that, many of us if we just cut out the wastage, Forget spending any excess, just cutting out the wastage. For example, wastage in our weddings, just the amount that is spent on deco, which is then torn and thrown away into the bun. But if that was taken and put into somebody's stomach, what du'as will come from that person's heart? And what is being the bir of hajj, that is not any bir in any way, that is wastage, it's israf. 
And inna Allah la yuhibbul musrifeen Allah Ta'ala does not like those who waste. Allah does not like those who waste. Allah's rahmat is not going to come on that then. And this is the bir of hajj. Feeding. And especially feeding, giving somebody water, giving somebody food. When that person is in a difficult situation, that is like sometimes saving a life. What reward that will bring? And what du'as will bring out of somebody's heart? Now this is the virtue of hajj that makes it mabroor. That qualifies this person now for لَيْسَ لَهُ جَزَاءٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ So that salam, making that salam common, feeding, making that feeding common, and whatever we can spare, and especially as I said, if we cut out just the wastage, that too will take care of many people's needs. Let alone the additional things that we should try and spend. We just cut out the wastage and just spend that much also on the needs of others. It will take care of a great number of people's needs. Subhanallah, what reward that will bring? On the one side, we saved ourselves from the haram of israf. And on the other side, we gained the rewards of it'am ta'am. This is one example I've taken. So many examples we can think about where it is just for the sake of dazzling the eyes. There is no tangible comfort or benefit to take up from it. Is this sometimes so somebody else will also notice what I have? That's something to now move far away from and to start bringing the bir of hajj alive. If shaw salam, it'am ta'am, and the third aspect that was mentioned, lean ul kalam, talking kind words, to start making this a part of our system. Unfortunately, sometimes this is confined to where it shouldn't even happen. Where it shouldn't happen, a person now, some customer came in, or some is talking to some non-maharam in a kind manner. But for his wife, he even forgot to make salam to. And for her, he only got all the growls left. But as that's the place to talk kindly, that's the place to smile. That's the place to bring the mahabba alive. To talk to his parents in a kind way. To talk to his Muslim brother in a kind way. Sisters will talk to each other in a kind manner. This is now the level, the, the lessons of Hajj which we are being taught, though we didn't have the opportunity to be present in the plains of Arafah today, but if we bring alive these lessons of Hajj, then we too didn't lose out entirely. We are in some way also connected to the greatness of Hajj, and we are also connected to the virtues of Hajj. Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we take these lessons to heart. This is the lesson that none other than Rasulullah has given us. Allah Ta'ala bless us all with the tawfiq. Wa akhir da'wana.